Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm your host, Michael Jin. And I'm your co-host, Shane Carvalho. So we got another catch-up episode for you guys this week. And Shane, I kind of want to start off with you. You've <laughs> been a, a busy little bee, for, for lack of a better term, traveling kind of all over the place, racking up those airline miles. Right. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about where you've been the last like couple of weeks? Well, I have... Uh... Yeah, I've actually been traveling to uh, warmer climates or <laughs> maybe I'm the <laughs> curse that makes them warmer. But I've yeah, I spent a lot of time in like 105 to like 110 degree weather for the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, so I, you know, we've obviously been growing in L.A. And, uh, you know, I've been going down there for stuff and building the organization and, you know, for personal reasons as well. So I've somewhat um, kind of established a secondary home down in the LA market. And so it's uh, nice to be able to um, pop down there when I need to. Uh, we've been really growing there as far as agent count in that market. And um, I uh, then from there, I actually had the opportunity to meet up with my brother from North Carolina and his family. I met up with him in Vegas for a couple of days the weekend before last. Uh, you know, he's quite the, uh, on the side, his hobbies become quite the poker player. I mean, he's a, right. you know, a Duke graduated doctor by trade. You know, he works at Duke and, you know, just, I guess all that wisdom has converted into a, being a really good poker all, player. All the, all the wisdom, all the stats, all the math, right? Right. No, he's just, he's really good with that stuff. But anyway, from there, I went to the uh, EXP build conference, which it's an EXP conference, but it's not like a sanctioned EXP conference. It's like, you know, one of our top, agents you know way up the food chain puts it yep. on every year and it's usually in dallas but this year for the first time was in san antonio and uh you know how you always assume what certain cities are like i just i assume san antonio would have this vast fancy modern airport and i'd be driving through all this big city and uh okay I, the airport, opposite of that <laughs> i felt like i landed in arkansas because i've literally landed in arkansas before there's a tiny little airport there. So I hate on people in Arkansas, but you know, or airports oh, in Arkansas. Well, just, just like it's the <laughs> landscape. No, it's definitely not, not, yeah. you know, taking a, a jab, but no, but it just, um, and then from there, our, our hotel was, um, you know, it was just, it was a JW Marriott on a golf club, beautiful property, humongous, probably 8,000 rooms, like huge convention center, but it was out in the, in the sticks. So the airport was like in the sticks. And then the place I went to was in the sticks and like, I didn't really get to witness what downtown San Antonio was till the last night. But, um, you know, let's talk about that event for a second. You know, it's it was not as well attended as previous events. And I think part of it okay. was change of venue and just maybe timing, you know, just, you know, it, this year being in July instead of August, a lot of people are taking vacation right now. You know, a lot of different sure. things yeah. happening. But, um, you know, let me tell you, it's uh, the level of networking and then the higher ranking people you know, in the company that I got to spend a lot of time with, you know, that was, that was awesome. You know? What did, what did you find like most valuable about that? Well, I think that, you know, although I've have, you know, I have all the experience, all the years I have in the business and I have right. my perspective on how I think things should be. And, you know, I've been constantly trying to streamline, improve my system. It's great to be around other very, very successful people in the company that have been in this system, right? Because I mean, I just completed right. my third year in the EXP system. But some of these people that are, I call it the food chain, but some of these people that are like, you know, 
they've been there for a while and have huge organizations. It was interesting to get their perspective on how they balance their growth production. If they're dealing with their teams, how they're nurturing and growing their teams and and being productive in what some people, some people call this a tough market or a difficult market. I mean, you know, I feel about it. I think the market's great, but since there is this kind of, you know, cloud right now, um, you know, it's just interesting to get perspective and, and see how people are dealing with it in other parts of the world, in other parts of the country. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like you probably, you know, took a lot of notes away from that. Like, what do you feel like are like, what's, what's your top one or two things that you feel like you learned after, you know, talking with, with some of these like big fish at EXP and what do you think you can apply to your business? Well, it's interesting because, you know, you know me now, we've been good friends and worked together for a while and you know that, you know, technology, I mean, I can use what I need to in the business, but I'm not like, (laughs) you know, I'm just not technology like advanced. I don't have like the cool, shiny object. And a lot of you, uh, you know, ML, you know, the, well, I almost said MLS millennials, you know, Gen Z, like (laughs) are really big on the technology and all the gadgets and AI and everything else. And, um, and I feel like, you know, for networking, growing your organization, um, you know, if you're in that bracket, you know, old school guy like me, it's just, I don't have that shiny object on how I do my business. And it was interesting because, um, you know, one of the guys I talked to who I'm really glad I got to, uh, spend time and get to know him. Um, mm-hmm. Chuck Fazio, one of the people I really got to know who I had briefly said hi before I never really dug in and got to know him. But, you know, it was interesting because, um, you know, the approach that I've been neglecting is all the experience and my journey, like share your journey, share your experience, like connect with people in that way and quit feeling like you don't have the cool, shiny object. It was interesting. I spent a lot of time talking to him about that and about the way I do my business and how I felt like this just isn't something that stands out, right? Like if you have this fancy YouTube channel and like a million followers or if you do these really cool things like on like TikTok or something, it's like you're like a legend. Like everybody like scurries to you. And I and I learned about this when I was on the Clubhouse platform, you know, during COVID when everybody was on Clubhouse. <clears throat> That's when I started to see how much engagement people with the technology shiny objects got the attention. So that's one thing that, you know, was really reassuring and reinforcing. And then I guess the other thing too, was just to um, talking to a lot more of these people that have had a lot of success <clears throat> in speaking with them. They're just a lot more human than you assume, right? Like when you see the size of organizations and, and uh, you know, where people are at, you know, usually you think, okay, there's some kind of a freak, you know, there's some kind of like, they're not human. And um, you think that they're just working day and night and don't have any kind of balance, but the calm, like the calm demeanor and, and how these people sat, I was just like, wow. So, I mean, those are two things that I definitely want to bring to my group. And um, I've already implemented changes coming back and I'm looking forward to definitely the next step. And I'm, I'm anxious to get the EXP con in October to see what I've changed and see how much progress I've made and then to spend even more time with even more people. No, I think, um, I, I think that's, that's really cool. And thanks, thanks for sharing that. I, mm-hmm. I you know, it is interesting. Like I, I, what you're saying about just kind of sharing your journey and putting yourself out there. Like I can definitely resonate with that. And I, I mean, I think about like when I first started my real estate journey too, it's like, 
man, what is my like, what is my niche? What is my thing? And oftentimes, like the best way to kind of start off and define who you are, define who, your brand and who you want to be is can be found in already who you like the, your interests, the things you like to do. And there's something just incredibly powerful about just sharing that, right? Like you and I have talked about this before in other episodes and even just offline, you know, I've gotten so much more engagement online now that I've started sharing just more about like, you know, my personal journey, how I've gotten to this point, you know, my likes and dislikes, restaurants, travel, food and wine. Like, I think people just enjoy seeing, you know, the, the, the complete side of you. They you do. Well, the whiskey, like, the whiskey thing for you. But and you just reminded me to touch on something else is that, you know, and, and we I had this conversation with multiple people like, you know, I've been in the business for over 20 years, you know, back in the day, having all your trophies and awards and plaques on the wall behind you and everything else. It was like it was such a big deal. Like, you know, how good is your company? How good are you? How much have you sold? And now what you're talking about in sharing your likes and dislikes and your hobbies and everything else, people want to do business with people that they can relate to and people that they like. And yep. so by by you and I both stepping out of our comfort zone and opening up more of our life, putting more out there and having these kind of conversations, I've had a lot more engagement. And honestly, like I've seen a complete transformation on your side. Like sometimes I see you now and I'm like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> I still remember like rigid and like, Ugh. yeah, I still <laughs> remember that 18 year old looking kid like that was shaking with a phone in his hand trying to take a video like. Oh, you thought I looked 18? Thank you. <laughs> well, good genes, I guess, right? But uh, but no, I just, uh, no, I've seen a lot of progress. Just, um, well, I think for a couple of reasons. I think one, obviously repetition, you get better. But the other thing is that when you're really talking about things that you're passionate about, you're just super excited. You know, you yeah. just, you're able to just, you know, speak like, how do I say, like you pretty much well you know me i carry on pretty much with anything but i just like you know it's you just want to keep you get excited you just want to keep putting it all out there i mean you you know versus like if you're trying to like talk about like oh this is the tactical way we do this and everything like that's just not exciting you almost bore yourself when you talk about that but when you like you light up when you talk about things you like and that gets people fired up you know well i think there's there's something i learned where it's like you, you have to stop trying to get everything right the first time around mm -hmm. when you're putting yourself out on video, putting yourself out on social media. You really have to forget about trying to feel like you need to say the right thing all the time or trying to get, you know, trying to talk just for that sound bite. You know what I mean? And this is something like, I mean, I've had quite a few like new agents join me recently. And when I sit down with them and I talk with them about, okay, how do you start building your brand and start building your business? Like I, the first thing I tell them is like, go into your local market, anything like document your journey. Like people want to see that people want to see like how you start and then to see you grow and evolve because they can relate mm -hmm. to that. And the other thing I tell them, and this is a lesson learned for myself too, is don't assume that just because you, you know, something and you know, something that it you, you automatically, everybody else out there is also going to know it right? That's a dangerous assumption to have because a lot of times like in the past, I would have stopped myself from recording something or sharing something like even whiskey because I'm like, oh, freaking everybody knows what like a single malt whiskey is or freaking like everybody knows how to like 
you know, set up something in Excel or, or create an all about you form in Excel or whatever it is. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. Like once I started putting stuff out there, I, I began to realize like, oh, wait, no, not everybody knows it. It's just maybe people, certain people around me in my group know it, but there are people out there that find what I have to say valuable. And I think, you know, that's, that's an incredibly strong, like, shift that happened to me that really helped me to get out there on social media well making a, a lot of assumptions about what people know that, yeah. that well especially like if it's a topic that you know so well like obviously being in the real estate industry for so long and being a contractor being a broker having done mortgages like i know this business so well when i talk to clients that maybe have only sold one house or none i i talk so fast and i just know it so well that i sometimes i don't really think about well maybe they don't know some of this. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I've, I've been trying to be better about slowing down and actually being more detailed and not, and try not to throw all these fancy terms out there. In fact, I'll pause and I'll go back and I'll reiterate and I'll break it down even more. And then I'll make sure that they understand. I'll get their acknowledgement as I go. Cause I mean, you know, me, especially with how much I talk, you know, sometimes people are just like, but now I, <laughs> But now I'm conscious of that. You know, now I'm like, I try to keep, you know, keep the flow. And I also don't want them to feel like idiots because I know sometimes I probably make people feel dumb with how, you know, I assume, what do you mean you don't know that? So trying to be better about that too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I learned when I was in corporate too. I think um, one time I heard someone say like, when you're trying to explain something, always like, not, and I don't want to use the word dumb and down, but always like pretend like you're kind of talking to like a, a fifth grader or somebody that's younger, right? Because it forces you to use words and terms that everybody kind of understands and to try to simplify a concept. And I think like <clears> if you <throat> can simplify a concept and explain it to anyone down to that level, like at a, at a very easy to understand level, that really shows how much you, how much mastery, how much knowledge you have in a particular topic. Um, is if you can explain it and just in a very easy to understand way. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I mean, I can only imagine because you spend a lot of time in the corporate world. I can only imagine how you have to phrase and repeat and really spell it out. And then you also have to be careful because there's so many rules in your world. <laughs> well, what I hate about what I hate in the corporate world is everybody starts talking in acronyms and it like it just pisses me off. Uh, because like everybody assumes you should know what the acronyms are when no one does. And it's just like, okay, like explain it to me. Like I'm a, like, I'm, I'm a, like, I'm a, like I'm a fifth grader, like pretend I don't know anything about it. But I think a lot of times people will throw that stuff out there to make themselves sound, make themselves sound smart. And it, they don't. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show. You gotta kind of let me know what you've been up to because we've hardly even spoken much lately. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I've been on travel a little bit too, not not much for work, but for, uh, for personal. I. Uh, I went out to uh, Minneapolis for like four or five days. Um, went out with my with my girlfriend. We went to go dog sit, um, but it, it was very cool actually. Um, there's a you know me and I like food and I like traveling, and the, I love watching cooking competition shows and there or just cooking shows in general. And on Netflix, 
I don't know if you've heard of the series. It's called Chef's Table. I have heard of it. I don't know if I've watched any episodes. I do watch a lot of those shows, though. I do enjoy those. I don't have much time, but when I, if I'm cooking or something, I'll throw one on because I have a TV in the kitchen. Yeah. So for those that don't know, like Chef's Table is a documentary series on Netflix, and it highlights like some of the best chefs and restaurants in the world, how their journey into how they started and and got into food and started their restaurants. Um, there was a recent like iteration of that series where it was focused on pizza and some of the best like pizza chefs around the world. And there's the chef in Minneapolis um, that was featured on the show. And I, her name is Ann Kim. Um, and she is, uh, she is a Korean American. And so she actually does a lot of cool Korean style pizzas at her restaurant. And so she has a couple of places in Minneapolis and her former restaurants called young Joni. Um, and so young after I watched it, young Joni, J O N I, um, I don't know how she came up with that name, but. Um, after watching the show and knowing I was going to be in Minneapolis, I had to go try it. And dude, it's like, it's, it's freaking incredible. They have, um, so Anna and I, we, we ordered her a Korean barbecue pizza and I, I shit you not do. Like when I ate it, it tasted like I was eating Korean barbecue meat, even though there, like there was the very, bulgogi? Like, Is it, like- the, the, it, it tasted like I was eating bulgogi and like short ribs, but it was on a pizza. And you know what, what I think it was is. She gets her pizza pizza crust super thin, and she has uh, a thin layer of cheese on it. She put like she put like a little bit of like uh, marinated like beef on it, and then she put I think veggies. I want to say it's like spinach or arugula, and then toasted it, sprinkled it with like sesame seeds. But I think everything was so thin that when you ate it, it gave you the texture of meat. So if I closed my eyes and I whoa. ate it, it felt like I was eating Korean barbecue just by itself. Wow, what kind of oven do they cook it in there? Uh, I think they have like, a, I didn't see it. I, I I'm assuming it's kind of like the, the oven, the, the, the fire brick, like oven type, like stove. Well, you know, um, you know, it makes a difference with what they, you know, those, if you do one of those old brick, those are awesome. If they're doing yeah, that, yeah, that adds to the flavor and the whole effect. So. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's really cool. And like, you know, me, like I, I always like to kind of document the journey and this is what I recommend to everybody now. Like when you go out there, like if you like eating, if you like traveling, like document it, I went to the restaurant, I documented, I'm going to have, you know, our editors like, you know, create a short reel out of it. And one of the things that's worked really well, I, I like for me on social media, I found is like going to these restaurants, doing the reels and then inviting them as a collaborator. Um, like I've had, who was it recently? Um, Shoot, I can't even remember now. It was uh, well, I had Jefferson's Ocean, the the, the bourbon whiskey that was company, really cool. like, share my story. <clears throat> that was um, cool. Yeah, and then like there was oh, I had another one. It was um, when Anna and I went to East Sacramento at a restaurant to eat at Alora. Like we invited them to be a collaborator on the reel, and they accepted too, and that was really awesome. Um, so like anytime I go traveling wherever it is, like I'll just create all this content and then invite people to be collab. And if they do, great. If they don't, like that's okay too. But it's kind of nice. Like it's a nice way to like build, build momentum for yourself and your business on social media. If you can invite these other big brands to like highlight what you're doing. Uh huh. No, it's yeah. true. You might even work some free food and drink out of that. <laughs> Maybe eventually that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. Well, so I mean, I I came back, you know, from 
San Antonio. And then I was here for a couple of days and then, you know, I've become really good friends with, you know, James Wing, the EXP, you know, commercial president or yep. commercial division president. And yep. he reached out to me and said, Hey, there's this event in LA. Yeah. Come down. It's, just, it's going to be, you know, some leaders, you know, discussing the market over the next five years, especially like multi-unit industrial commercial, et cetera. <clears throat> what a great event that was. There's only about maybe 75 people there. And, and that was another setting where afterwards we all got together and it was an intimate setting where you got a lot of one-on-one with some people that have done really well for themselves that are super established. And, you know, I got to exchange contact and got to meet a lot of people and got to know some pretty interesting stories. And, um, it was like, I mean, honestly, lately, like the networking people I'm connecting with, it's just been, it's been incredible, incredible. And one of the guys I met with, he's so nice. He's willing to share all his stats and research and everything. He does really well going around the country, developing industrial and multi-units and everything else. And he does all the research himself and he's sharing all his research with me. Like he was giving me the tips on like, like right now, Houston is the best place for like industrial, but Hmm. not multi-unit. Right now, the best place for multi-unit, it's Tennessee. And it's interesting. Just, it's interesting like how he does all the research and everything. And so anyway, I was there for 24 hours and I came back and uh, just been really busy here. Um, I mean, I know everybody has their perspective on the market, but it's busy here. Like you may have people buying and selling. Like we just got our other listing in contract yesterday. And then today I'm working with three of our clients that are buying. And I mean, it's it's busy. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I know there's not a ton of inventory, but you know, I love the fact that, you know, our clients are, they're not sitting on the sidelines in fear. Like a lot of people they're, uh, you know, moving right along. And I like to attribute some of that to just our stand on the market and how we are, you know what I mean? Cause like some agents are on the sideline too. So it's like most of their clients won't budge, but if you're in the trenches, like we are, our clients feel a little more comfortable wading out into the water. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I like that because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity right now, both on the selling and buying side, you know, on the selling side, if you got turnkey property in a limited inventory market, that thing's selling pretty good. If you're a buyer and you're willing to get into something a little more rough, that's not turnkey. It's been sitting on the market. There's not as much competition. I mean, the the seller will still do okay, but as a buyer, you'll get, you know, you'll get a little room to build a little sweat equity, which is great because, you know, at times the market doesn't give you that. At times you're overpaying to get what you want, you know? So, yeah. But, so in my opinion, it's more balanced right now. <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I would completely agree. And I think it kind of goes back to a concept like you and I have talked about. It's like, you know, clients hire us to guide them, not the other way around, right? Like we have, to, as agents have to be confident, have to be enthusiastic, have to show, like have to lead our clients and not let their fears kind of, you know, dictate how we respond. You know, and I agree with you. Like right now is the best time to do it because it's like, well, what happens as, you know, if interest rates are going down again next year? Well, what, like what happens then? Well, all that pool of buyers that are sitting around, you know, ready to go now launch into things. Right. And then you're all of a sudden competing instead of with like, you know, one or two with like five or six again. Right. It's like, why are you sitting on the sidelines right now? Well, but that's why I don't like to let the tail wag the dog. That's what I call that. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying like, we're the professionals, we lead our clients, we got our clients, we don't have crystal balls, but we can definitely work with what the market's doing, and what we see. And -hmm. we could help them make a good, you know, a good decision or, you know, have a good opinion based on that. 
I'm, I'm telling you right now, and you can quote this because it's obviously recorded anyway, but I'm telling you right now that limited inventory is going to continue. Rates are going to come down a little bit next year. When rates start coming down, some of these buyers are going to come off the fence and you're going to see more demand in the limited inventory market. You're going to see prices go up. Yep, exactly. I mean, the people waiting for the proverbial next crash, like I keep telling them, I mean, I know my clients aren't sitting on the sideline because they, they believe, you know, I mean, there was an article that just came out that the recession, the housing recession already passed. So it's like, you know, people always try and time the market and it's almost impossible. And I can tell you right now that bottom, that ship has sailed. I don't, I don't see the market dipping the rest of the year below where it was. I, I just don't see that happening. You know, I'm putting yeah. my, putting, <laughs> putting this out there. This is being well, it's out there. It's out there. It's yeah. out there. But I mean, I would agree with you. I think you're going to be right. Um, and it's like, I mean, so that's the, I tell my clients the same thing. And like, even for myself, like I'm looking into investment properties and like, I'm trying to find one right now with, with, you know, with Anna and trying to figure, figure out like, what's a second property look like? Cause I don't want to be competing with all those buyers like next year. Yeah. Well, and right now what's important is, um, look for stuff with little competition that's yep. been sitting that needs some work because yep. you're able to buy that stuff under appraised value. And then mm -hmm. if you're trying to burr, you can totally burr something like that. You know, you can pretty much pull all your cash out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know that drill, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. You buy it, then you rehab it, then you rent it, then you refinance it. Well, and that's interesting because I think that's something I learned from you um, is in the past, like I would not want to touch like something that needed a lot of work with like a 10 foot pole, you know, but in the last few years, like seeing how you work, seeing like all the crews that, you know, that you have that are able to just do amazing, like work with these properties. Now it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm actually excited to find something that's like, that needs a little bit of, you know, gre elbow grease, so to speak. Right. Elbow grease. Um, that's that's, so that's under like school. market value. Huh? <laughs> that's so old school. Elbow it is. I have a little like bit, I have a little bit of old school in me, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that's like prior to you being born. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I have a little bit of old school, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's something I've learned from you and I'm, pre I'm appreciative of. It's like, I'm not looking for, I don't need to go look for those like turnkey homes. Like I'm not afraid to like find something that, that needs to be fixed up because I mean, you get a lot more value there if you can find the right opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we've had our mistakes with like bad business partners. So clearly when you go do that, just, you know, need a good contractor. And uh, obviously your partner in crime is your partner, which is good. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there's plenty of opportunities out there. Just, you know, it's funny because you were talking about elbow grease just to touch on something before yeah. we move on is this old fisherman. Cause you know, I'm an, you know, I'm a, I love to fish, right? I'm always out there. Yeah avid fisherman off the beach, off the boat in the ocean, whatever, but fishing off the beach. Um, you know, I, I go down the beach casting. And stuff. So some of the old fishing poles I have sometimes like the ones that break into two pieces, they used to get stuck right there when you stick them uh -huh. together. Anyway, this old timer on the beach years ago when I was still a teenager, he taught me about nose grease. If you go right here and okay. you like that with your fingers and you rub yeah. that on that part of the shaft where the other thing comes in, okay. it'll never get stuck. Wow. I didn't know that. It just, this is so random. I haven't even thought about this in, I don't know how many years. You're talking about elbow, you're like, you're elbow yeah. grease. And I'm like, yeah. that was like nose I guess grease. nose grease is just, a thing. Yeah. Just My nose gets greasy. So I guess I, I found an application for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fish enough. Do you even own a fishing pole? 
I, I don't. I don't. I uh, I mean, hey, the first time I went fishing was with you like two weeks ago. So yeah, no, I'm going up to own a fishing pole yet. Yeah, no, you gotta you have to come out some more. We gotta make more time to do that. Yeah, um, there you go. It's a lot of fun being out there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, tomorrow's a little halibut, little halibut action. So hopefully, have some good I'm dinner. Yeah. yeah, well, you gotta send some photos. I'll save you some fish. There you go. There you uh, go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you guys do with that in the you know Michael's Magic Kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I might I might I might sous vide this one. I mean, it was I, I was knew, pretty proud of myself. I was about to say that. I knew you were going to say you might sous vide this one. I was, I was just I waiting sous vide for that. It. I'm going to sous vide it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last one, like when we la last time we went fishing, and like I was actually quite proud of myself. First time I actually like completely broke down a fish myself. Never done it before. I think I just saw what you did on the boat, and then I did it at home, and it worked out quite well. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't sous vide last time. I just took a, I just took a cast iron out and then cooked it on a cast iron. It turned out really well. And, uh, my partner liked it. Um, but this time I might sous vide it just to, just to go that fancy route. So you didn't cut yourself and you weren't trying to do it too fast. Nope. That's good. You see how nope. fast I do it on the boat? <laughs> yeah. You were doing it quite fast on the boat. I got, yeah. it's just, I've been doing that for so many years. I mean, I'm the one that's stuck cleaning all the fish typically. And it's, a lot of fish. I mean, I will clean fish for three hours sometimes on the way back, especially That's when we go cool. down off points or, yeah. And so you got to be quick because if not, it'll just never get to the end. Yeah. That, that is crazy. No. Yeah. The speed you did it at was, was pretty incredible. Repetition. That, baby. Repetition. Yep. Exactly. Just like anything else. Repetition is key. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, on that, anything else you want to add? Um, or well, you want to talk about for today or? Well, looking forward, um, you know, just with everything that has been happening and all the networking, and everything, um, you know, looking forward, I just, uh, you know, obviously I'm doing production, I'm enjoying production, but then, you know, moving forward and what we've been doing the last months is I'm really excited about growth and continuing to grow and, um, you know, building these relationships. Like I, I don't know, it's like all of a sudden, like since COVID, I just hadn't traveled a ton you know we were locked down and i hadn't been out there networking and stuff and so just a taste of this the last couple of months because last couple of months have been great just has me super fired up to get out there again go to events yeah. and network and get to know people yep. and really but really leverage that not just like when you go to a conference take notes and you never look at them again or just make contacts right. never follow up like i really want to start working that and then um i'm also excited about uh, you know, the new CRM I signed up for, I, um, you know, I'm excited to really get back to getting even more engaged with my database. Cause since I had my health issues and everything last year, I haven't been quite as engaged as I would like. And so, yeah, I just going forward, I'm just, I'm excited about all that. And I'm excited about the fact that they're going to come shoot the first season of the TV show. You know, it'll be awesome to, you know, get that done as well with all these cool projects. Yeah. And uh, and now they wanted to kind of go to different cities. Now that we have a lot of stuff going on in some other big cities, we may have, you know, some different locations for our first season. Well, that's going to be very exciting. I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, and I agree, like, you know, like uh, oftentimes people go to these conferences. I go to these conferences. Sometimes you get you get pumped up, right? You get you feel that high energy. But to oh, yeah. Point, like, oh, yeah. If you come back and don't do anything, if you don't implement anything, then like it's it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And that's standard for most people. Yeah. You know, one thing too, aside from getting fired up, because you do get fired up, one thing that I like, even with this last one I was at, is that 
when you get the hair on the back of your neck to stand up, you know what I mean? Uh, like that feeling, yeah. like when you get kind of like the chills. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was moved by a couple stories and, um, that's another way of really getting like impassioned or fired up. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to start coming to more of these events. Like you travel plenty, but you don't come with me that often. I know. I gotta, I gotta go out to these events and, uh, start meeting some folks like you do. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's EXP, there's EXP conference coming up in October, which I'm kind of, which I'm excited about. I think it'll be, kind it'll of. be great this year. Kind oh, of. at the end, early October this year. Kind of. Oh no, I'm excited about it. I think it's just, uh, it's still like two months away, but you I'm just, looking forward to it. You just kind of said that like in librarian tone. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's going to be this event and I might, <laughs> I was like, what? dude, I'm fired up. And I'm excited to see, like, you know, as we've, like, our fellow Wolfpack brothers and sisters, I mean, as we continue to see each other and work together side by side, you know, as the years go by, like, I miss my, my you know, family, like the, you know, they're just, a lot of these people have become like family, and I'm excited to see them. And then I'm also excited because it's going to be the first time I get to speak at a big event for the company. Yeah, so that's going to be really cool. I'm excited yeah. about that and having that experience because... Uh, you know, I know some of my, you know, some of our fellow, you know, uh, colleagues have, and, and it's just always been a lot of fun, really good for the business, really good for networking. And it's great to give back. So excited about that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we've had so many agents join our team, like it's going to be great to see some of them in person. <laughs> it's funny. We haven't met any, a good majority of them. We haven't met them in person. So that's, that's going to be really, really exciting. And then, I mean, last year, it's crazy to reflect like two years ago, like our organization, the Wolfpack was I remember on stage taking that photo and I think there was like 30 of us taking that photo last year. There were like hundreds. It was yeah, over 200, yeah. almost 300. Yeah. People. But the year before at build in Dallas in 21, in 2021, yeah. there was only 12 of us. So yeah, yeah. We've, the growth has been tremendous. Now we're almost 2000. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be the, the photo this year is going to be pretty epic. So I expect that I would yeah. say at least 500. If yeah. I could guess. If I had yeah. to guess, and there's yeah. gonna be a lot of wolf pack hats fooling around. Oh yeah, there are. Yep. So, all right, cool, man. Well, it's been it's been great catching up with you, um, and uh, look forward to all the exciting stuff that's gonna come up. For yeah, man. No, it's good to catch up. It's uh, crazy that it takes like getting in the studio to to catch up these days. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But hey, busy is good. Busy is very good. Yeah, and no, we're totally. both like you know whether it's short term or long term, we're both like kind of planting those seeds for just even better things to come. So, yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the top producing zone podcast. <laughs>